This is Aurora. My name is Tim Difford. You're listening to the podcast from Soprasteria's Horizon Scanning Team. Along with my colleagues Richard Potter and Ben Gilbert, we look out three to five years into the future at the technological changes which are likely to have an impact on our clients and their customers. This time, in the first of two episodes on this topic, we focus our attention on advances in wearables and other smart devices aimed at boosting our individual performance and capabilities. The augmented human. Richard sounds a bit funny because he's joining in via the speaker on my iPhone. is evolving around humans, uh, allowing access to a world of human augmentations, linking us to a global network of connected humans. The future will see far greater assimilation of technology into what we wear, what we experience, and ultimately who we are. Rapid progression in the field of digital automation is seeing the lines between human and computer capability blurred, with machines coming ever closer to being able to take over humans in a wide range of areas. However, as this happens, it's enabling humans to do bigger and better things. And the point, the point behind our conjecture here is predominantly around this notion of assimilation. That at the moment, many of these augmented experiences that we are encountering in our world at the moment, they're still fairly separate from us as human beings. And that's both in terms of physicality, that they're separate bolt-ons to, to, to us as humans, but also in terms of the experience. There is a, there's a little bit of a kind of a disconnect in the experience that we have and the way that we work that still, um, that still gives us a bit of that hiccup when we engage with this augmentation technology. And our conjecture here is, is that there will be an increasing blurring of that boundary between the human and the technology. And what that will develop into is a much more seamless, connected use of technology in the way that we work. So how do we feel about that then? How do we we correlate that with the the developments that we're seeing happening around us? And what are the interesting use cases that we're seeing that are beginning to undermine the And this is me. So, so if we're talking about that blurring of the boundary between the human and the technology, is the pathway through clothing? It, are we going to see some of the things which are currently separate physical wearable devices 
first of all disappearing into clothing uh, before ultimately disappearing into our bodies or you know physically yeah. attached in some way to to is that the way it will disappear i mean we've spoken in the past about whether the advent of things like google glass and smart watches etc are going to suddenly reduce the importance of the smartphone, not as something that we carry around as an important hub or com- personal computer on our on our person all the time, but in terms of the the interface, you know, suddenly we've got an additional lot of in- uh, set of interfaces. Which we're, we're seeing people with Apple watches and other smart watches saying, "I'm actively looking at my phone less and whatever." Does that mean that all those uh, phablet-sized devices that we we're in love with at the moment, in fact, will 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 reverse their sort of uh, evolution again and become smaller and screenless and disappear into things like belt buckles or you know I I don't know. Yeah, I think it's it's been the kind of steady progression. Is that uh, initially kind of on the first advent of computers, it used to be as extreme as you would have to go to a specific place to be able to use one. And when you're doing it, that's what you're doing. You are the person kind of operating said machine. Um, then it's gotten kind of closer to us, so it became kind of home computer or personal computer. Um, but still, while you were using them, you were very much kind of operating a computer. Then smartphones, it's meant that they're kind of more on our person, less so much of a time is devoted to computing as you can do it when you wish. And similar thing with the kind of the wearables are that if if it's purely taken in with our everyday lives as stopping to use a computer wasn't natural carrying on doing what we were doing but having a computer to use was more natural but we're still picking something out in an unnatural way using something which we wear anyway is is just kind of getting closer to that point where it is you know, is kind of one and the same as what we naturally do yeah and it, and it, it is very much about this removal of the interface of the, you know, the UX element of, of the devices. So, and, and that's not, not maybe removal's too strong a word, but they're kind of the, there's the, the slight disconnect of that interface, that those interfaces will be increasingly tuned to the way that we intuitively work. Um, so, so there won't be, you know, pauses. There won't be little missteps that we'll take as we try and calibrate ourselves to this technology. Um, and obviously, the natural extension of this is that ultimately, this kind of technology becomes embedded within us as human beings. Um, and how, you know, how far that will go is obviously a matter of great, great speculation and, and debate. Um, but you can begin to see. You begin to read the stories of people who are implanting things like NFC chips into underneath their, their, their skin, so that they can they can actually wear their you know their their, their, their smart cards as they're as they're swiping in and out of the office. There are stories where people are developing a sixth sense almost by putting little magnets under their skin and feeling electric fields through the oscillation of those magnets and those. Magnets are translating little vibrations into their fingers, um, and then you know you've got maybe the slightly less extreme end of things about putting augmented reality into contact lenses and actually breaking the 
the Google Glass experience down further into sort of a, a more internalised and, and less separate experience in that way. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's natural to see that, that, that transition of the technology as we go forwards. Um, the important thing as ever for, for us is to think of the utility of that and, and how, do, how do those progressions of technology manifest themselves into the different ways that we will work as human beings uh, and both present the opportunities and the challenges for, for adopting that technology. Mm. I suppose some of it is hard to predict in the sense that what we're talking about here connects more broadly into this uh, universe that we're only just scratching the surface off at the moment around the Internet of Things. You know, we, you know, we're nowhere near what that, the potential of that. Therefore, um, the the number of things which wearable devices could be alerting us to, informing us about, etc., it, it, is is still largely unknown, isn't it? We're getting, you know, and and we tend to think of ways that we currently interact with the world or are notified about things in the world as the guide to how things will be in the future and it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to guess at some of those things I suppose isn't it at the moment you know I'm conscious, yeah. I'm, I'm conscious that a lot of alerting, a lot of the great services out there like If This Then That and, and, and that are beginning to connect different triggers to artefacts that are connected to the internet are still quite lumpy aren't they we, you know like yeah. You know, uh, I, I saw a great recipe on there yesterday saying, because they, they've just introduced the Spotify channel, um, you know, I can change the colour of the hue lights in my living room to match the album cover art of the song that I'm listening to. Now, I know this isn't a wearable thing, but it's it's almost like we are forcing ourselves to be noted yeah. and to make change. And, and, and so I think... I think we've got to uh, evolve a little bit ourselves yeah. in terms of what we think the need's going to be to have all, to be informed about the world around us by what we're wearing. It's kind of like the assimilation hasn't happened in the kind of technology itself yet. A load of sensors exist, the internet exists, Wi-Fi, 3G, LTE is all there, but everyone's trying to make too much of their own kind of intellectual property, so it's all very separated. And then what you've got are things like if that, then this, or if this, then that, are almost bolted on. So it's just kind of like a, a kind of semi-ugly thing where they're trying to draw a load of very different front back ends into one thing. Inevitably, it's not the most seamless yeah. user experience. It's clever and it's fun, yeah. but it's still quite brittle, yeah. it's brittle isn't it? It's, it's, you, yeah. yeah, you want someone to say there is a standard for all connected devices, sort of thing like yeah. that. Yeah, the this, trouble so is yeah. then you get into standards and people say we need a common standard for this and everything yeah. just falls apart into a world of bureaucracy. Yeah. And, and then and, 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 you and lose so, so Yeah, so it's a, it's a balance of, of, of letting the market yeah. do what it sees for it and, and you end up with sort of slightly fudged, compromised. Yeah. Things like if this, then that, which are great, but not put, not slick and perfect in all instances, versus trying to standardise everything. And you'd wait forever trying to yeah. achieve a standard, wouldn't you? And Is there going to be like one great thing? Like there's this Apple Home, was it Apple Home Kit? Yeah. Which, yeah, perhaps people are going to start wanting to bolt it into that. We we may well still have something where Apple Home Kit's one, and you get people doing with different operating systems, but kind of so far in life developers don't seem to have had too much of an issue with creating a kind of very similar and usable experience on yeah, iOS but I, Android. See, I find 
I find the two of you naturally drifting off into the Internet of Things yeah. quite interesting here because what you're almost suggesting is, is that as this augmentation becomes more embedded, that actually we become just part of the Internet of Things. Yeah. That's it, the, uh, and, and, the connected human. And, and the, Despite, despite the sort of the creepiness of that, if you if you think of that as being you know a destination on this journey, um, you know that presents some, some maybe some ways of thinking through the problem that actually some of the standardisation is just an, an extension of the standardisation discussion that's happening around internet things, um, but also then some of the, the the challenges associated with security and identity in the context of internet things, those become those become things that you've also got to address within this augmented human world as well. But that's in essence that 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 is that is effectively what's going to happen here. As as you become, you will have your own little internet of things connected around your hub that will be your kind of gateway from you as an augmented human into the wider network. Mm. That you'll probably be carrying around several things inside you on you that will all connect through that, that you'll need to manage according to the same processes that we're developing for IoT. Um, I think, yeah. there's a, I think there's a way through it, Richard. Just just, just to come to, to bring that Ben mentioned an interesting phrase, the connected human, and I, I wonder if that's the, the the intermediate stage before being the augmented human. You could argue that we're connected already. You don't necessarily need the wearable aspects for that, but increasingly, as the number of connections and the breadth and depth of those connections increases, it's only really at that point that they you probably become fully, you know, augmented, they become augmentations to the, the way in which we operate. Maybe it's an interesting sort of route, uh, stage on the way, I guess. There's, there's another kind of idea. You've been listening to Aurora, the podcast created by Sopristeria's Horizon Scanning Team. You can follow us on Twitter. Richard Potter tweets at Rich Potter underscore Ben Gilbert tweets at Ben underscore innovates and I tweet at Tim Difford We hashtag our discussions on wearables and human augmentation at hashtag augmented human and if you're interested in exploring any of the other trends we regularly delve into and you get your news fix from the Flipboard app on iOS, Android and Windows devices search for our Aurora magazine where we collate stories which pique our interest from around the world I've been Tim Difford. We hope you've enjoyed Aurora, and we hope you'll join us again soon.